Shalom to all. Today's off is Erevin, Daf Mem Ches. We're starting Mem Zayin Bez, the second to last line, the last word on the line. Today's Daf is sponsored by Ilui Nishmas, Mariosa Bas Zelda, and Rachel Bas Chava. Their Neshamas should have an Aliyah, and they should be a Melitz Yerushif for all of Klal Yisrael. And the Gemara says, Tani Reb Chia, Reb Chia taught Reb Raisa, Cherem Shabbat Tchumei Shabbos. If we have a reed fence in between two Tchum Shabboses, Tzarech Mechitzah Shabbat Zlavsikai, we need to have a partition made out of iron in order to divide it. Now, what's going on over here? We have two cities that are at a distance from each other, and there's a body of water that's right in between their two Tchums. Their two Tchums actually end right in the middle of this body of water. Let's say Rashi is one city, Taisus is another city, and the Gemara is this body of water. And right in the middle of this body of water, we have a reed fence dividing it in half. Reb Chi is telling us that that reed fence is not sufficient. We actually have to make a partition made out of iron in order to completely divide this body of water in half. Rashi explains why we need to do this. We know that anything that's within the Tchum, it's not allowed to leave the Tchum. So if we have a body of water, half of it belongs to one city, half of it belongs to the other, that means that the water on one side is not allowed to go to the other side and vice versa. So we technically have an issue. A person from city A is not allowed to draw water from his side because that really could have come from city B's side of this body of water and then that would be a problem. Therefore, we need to have a mechitza made out of iron in order to completely divide this body of water to enable people from city A and city B to draw water from their sides respectively on Shabbos. And now the Gemara says, Rabbi Yisrael laughed at this. The Gemara says, My time Why was he laughing at this? If you want to say, that this brisa was being taught like Rabbi Yisrael Nuri, and that's a chumra. Rabbi Yisrael Nuri says that even ownerless objects, such as water that's free for the taking for anyone, that acquires a tchum Shabbos and it's not allowed to leave a tchum. The Ihu sphere like Rabbanu Lakula, and Rabbi Yisrael Rabchanina holds like the Rabbanu Lakula that this doesn't have Tchum Shabbos, and anyone's allowed to draw this water because it's not limited to where it goes. And now the Gemara asks me, Shum Dusavu Lakula, just because Rabbi Yisrael Rabchanina is more lenient, Mandetani Lachomer Mechayichala, someone else who's more strict, he can laugh at him. So the Gemara says, you're right. El Mishum Detanya, because we have a Brisa and Harsam Ashchim and Mayanas Hanayvim, flowing rivers and streams. Harayin Karaglikal Adam. This water is like the feet of the person that draws them, meaning it never acquired a Tchum because it was constantly on the move. So this water too never acquired a Tchum Shabbos. The Gemara says, Maybe we're talking about a pond, not a river. It's just a stationary body of water and then technically it could acquire Tchum. So the Gemara says, Since he had said, it needs to have an iron Mechitza to separate it. What's the difference between the reed fence that it already has? That's not a valid partition. Because the water will just constantly move back and forth. The reed fence doesn't exactly stop anything. Even an iron Mechitza, water's going to go through it. It's very difficult to create a partition in a body of water that prevents water from one side mixing with the other side. So that's why he laughed at him. So Gemara Perhaps what Rebchia was saying is that it technically needs this completely watertight seal, but it's impossible to do so, so that's why no one's allowed to draw water from it. So why did he laugh at him? So the Gemara says, We know that there's a certain leniency that the Chamim had specifically when it comes to Mechitzas with water. Kid Rabbi Tavla, just like Rabbi Tavla, the Bamine Rabbi Tavla may Rav, Rabbi Tavla asked Rav, If we have hanging Mechitzas, would that allow us to carry within a demolished building? Basically, we have this demolished building, which is technically Roshus Yachid, and the only Mechitzas we have left are a little bit of the wall coming out of the ceiling. So is that considered a valid partition? Is the inside of this Churva, of this demolished building, considered Roshus Yachid or not? Amrle, Rav responded to him, In Mechitzas Tulei Materas, we don't allow hanging Mechitzas El only with water. The Chum were very makal when it comes to creating partitions around water and they allow hanging mechitzas. So therefore he laughed at him because there's no necessity to make this watertight 
iron mechitza to divide this body of water. All we have to do is keep this reed fence that's there, and that's considered a valid mechitza. That's why he laughed at Rebchia. And the Gemara is explaining the Mishnah of Chamayim Eliyahu Arba Amas. Our Mishnah Memheim Alf was discussing the case where a person was traveling on the road and fell asleep before Shabbos. Rabbi Yechemunuri held that he gets two thousand Amas as Tom Shabbos, whereas the Chamim maintained that since he didn't have intent to be kind of Shvisa, he's limited to four Amas. Rabbi Yaisi had said that he's placed in the middle of these four Amas, meaning he only gets two Amas in each direction. Rabbi Yehuda argued with Rabbi Yaisi and said he gets four Amas. The Gemara asked Rabbi Yehuda Hainu Tanakama. Rabbi Yehuda is the same opinion as the Tanakama, which is the Chachamim. They both said that you get four Amas. Amar Rav, Rav explained Shmuel al Shmuel The difference is if you get eight by eight Amas. According to the Chachamim, you get eight Amas because you get four in each direction, which means you get a total of eight Amas of walking distance. Whereas according to Rabbi Yehuda, you only get four Amas. The mission itself had said that according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to choose which direction you want to walk your four Amas in, and that's all you get. You don't get more than that. And Tanya Amiachi, we have a brass like this. Yeshle Shmuel al Shmuel gets eight by eight Amas. Divra Rav Meir, that's Rav Meir's opinion, and Rav Meir's the Tanakama. Rav and Rav says, is lahalich, how much you're allowed to walk, but in terms of carrying, everyone says you get only four amas, and not more than that, because you're in Rosh Hashanah and you're not allowed to carry more than four amas. And now the Gemara asks, where's the source in the Torah for these Dalad amas? We have a Brisa. It says in the Pasuk, each man must remain in his place. Moshe Rabbeinu told this to people that went outside their Tchum. And we say, just like underneath the person. How much is underneath a person? Well, if someone's lying down, his body is three amas long, and we add on another amma, so that he could spread out his hands and legs. That's Rehmer's opinion. This is talking about which was a type of bowing down done in the base of Mikdash, in which a person completely prostrated himself with arms outstretched. So these outstretched arms gets him another amma, which is a total of four amas. Rabbi Huda says, a person's body is three amas. He gets another amma, so that he could take an object from underneath his feet and place it underneath his head. The Gemara says, What's the difference between them? They both said that a person's space is four amas. So the difference is, if it has to be precisely four amas, according to Rabbi Huda, the measurement is precisely four amas. According to Rabbi since you're stretching out, you get a little bit more than four amas. And now the Gemara says, Rabbi Masharshi told his son, When you go to Rav Papa, ask him the following, the four amas that we said a person gets for Tchum Shabbos, do we measure a person's own ama? Meaning, do we measure from his elbow all the way to the tip of his middle finger? And that's going to depend on the size of the person. Or do we measure the ama of Kaidash, meaning the ama of the base of Mikdash with six Tfachim, and it's a standard ama for everyone? If he tells you, he gets the ama of Kaidash, it's a standard six Tfach ama. What about Oigmel Chabashan? He was a giant. We're not specifically talking about Oigmel Chabashan, we're just talking about a very large person, how is he supposed to lay down? It's not fair to limit him to four amas that a normal person could walk in, but this person, he's huge. He's a giant. He can't walk in that. And Vim Amr tells you, that no, we measure based on the person himself how big his ama is. Amalei, then you should tell him, my time like law, why wasn't it taught? That there were certain measurements given based on the size of the person. Rash explains that there were certain measurements that were given that are completely dependent on the size of the person himself, such as the Isra of eating on Yom Kippur is a Malay Logmav a cheekful, and that's measured by the person himself eating. The Kayan had to take two handfuls of Kataris, and this was his handful, and there wasn't a standard handful measurement. So why wasn't the Am of Tchum Shabbos mentioned there? So now, Rav Mesharshi's son is armed with a good argument for Rav Papa. Papa. When he went in front of Rav Papa and he presented his question, Amalai said, If you're going to be so exacting and precise with every single way you analyze the Gemara, you're not going to end up learning anything because it's going to be impossible to come out without Halacha Lamaisa. And Rav Papa explains, Really, we measure based off of his 
Amah, and therefore it's going to vary from person to person. With the Kakashilcha, and that which you asked, my time, like Tani Gabi Yesh Amru, why wasn't it taught in that Mishnah? Because it's not exact, it's not going to be like that every single time. Mishum De Ikananis Bevar, if there's a person who has dwarf limbs, he's a regular height, but he has very short arms. And if we measure it based off of his Amah, he's not going to be able to walk normally, and therefore we're going to give him the Amah of the Mikdash and not his own Amah. Therefore, it wasn't mentioned in that Mishnah. And the Mark continues explaining the Mishnah, how Yushnai mixes a mice of Shalzeh, the Mishnah had spoken about a case where we have three people that each have four Amas of Tchum Shabbos, and one overlaps another. So two people from the outside are allowed to deal with the inside person, and he's allowed to deal with them. However, person one and person three are now allowed to deal with each other because their Tchum doesn't overlap. And in the Mishnah, Reb Shimon had said, what's this comparable to? This is comparable to three Chatseris that are all next to each other, and each opens into the next one. So the outer Chatseris are allowed to deal with the inner one, the inner one is allowed to deal with the outer ones, but number one and number three are now allowed to deal with each other. Now the Gemara asks, why does Rav Shimon need to bring a comparative case? This case of three people that have tchums that are overlapping each other is self-understood. We don't need to bring a case as a mushal to try to explain it. So the Gemara says, This is really what Rav Shimon was saying to the Rabbanon. Let's see. What's this case comparable to? Three chatseris that are next to each other. And they're open to the Rishas Rabbim. What's the difference in that case of the chatseris de Pligisu that you argue on that case? And what's the difference in this case? when we have three people and their tchums overlap, that you don't argue. So he wasn't actually trying to draw a comparison in terms of that we didn't understand the three-person case, and therefore we had to bring the case from the three chatseris. He was actually asking a question from the case of the three chatseris. And now the Gemara answers, according to them, the difference is, when we have the case of the three chatseris, one next to another, they don't allow any caring to be done in between all these chatseris because there's so many people there. One of them is bound to make a mistake and carry into a chatser that he's not allowed to. Therefore they said, no carrying in between these chatseris, even the ones that are right next to each other. Whereas Hacha, over here in our Mishnah, there aren't a lot of people there. There's only three people whose tchumim are overlapping each other, and therefore they'll ensure not to carry into the tchum that they're not allowed to go into. And the Gemara continues explaining, the Mishnah, we had said that when three chatseris were next to each other, and the two outer ones made an Erev chatseris with the middle one, the people from the outer chatseris can carry in the middle chatser, and the people from the middle one can carry in the outer ones, but the outer ones may not carry in each other's, because they never actually made an Erev with each other. And now the Gemara asks about Mai, why are the people from the outer ones not allowed to carry in each other's chatseris? Since the outer ones have an Erev with the middle one, this is all like one big chatser, and everyone should be allowed to carry in every chatser. So now we have our first answer. It was the middle one that had placed an Erev into the outer ones, but the outer ones never placed an Erev into the middle ones, so therefore there's no way to connect the two outer chatseris. It's just that the middle one had separately made an Erev with the two outer ones. Whereas of Shesha Summer, he says, Afilu Tema, you can also say Shinasmi Reuven Bam Sais. They had placed their Erevs in the middle Chatzar, and technically they should all be linked. But the reason why they're not linked is Kigayin Shinasnuhu, they had placed their Erev, Mem Chesam and on the top, Bishine Batim, in two separate houses within the middle Chatzar, and therefore it's not considered like the two outer Chatzaras have joined forces with the middle Chatzar. But now the Gemara asks, come on, Kibeshamai, this is like Bishamai's opinion. The Tanya with Braiso, Chamisha five people gathered their Erev together. They all had their bread together, and they placed it in two separate vessels. Their Erev is not valid because it's not all in the same container. When he says, Erev and Erev, it's a valid Erev. So it can't be that this is the real explanation because this is like Beishamai, not like Beishil. The Gemara answers, no, I feel like Beishil, this could even be like Beishil because I can't like Beishil Hasam. Beishil only says that it's a valid Erev when it's placed in two separate Kalim. That's El Bishnei Kalim and Bayas Echad. That's because it's two separate Kalim in the same house. But if they place the Erev in two separate houses, then even Beis Hill would agree that that's not a valid Erev because obviously they don't want to join 
forces. And that's why when we have the two outer Chatseris placing their Erev into the same Chatser, but it was in two separate houses, that it's not considered like one group. And therefore, the people from the outer Chatseris are not allowed to carry in each other's Chatseris. So now just to review before we continue, we had a question, why can't those from the outer Chatser carry in each other's Chatseris due to the fact that they're connected via the Erev of the middle Chatser? Rabbi Yehuda had said that actually it was the middle Chatser that had placed two separate Erevs in the outer ones, so they're not linked at all. And Rabbi Sheshas had said that the outer ones did place an Erev in the middle one, but in two separate houses, and that's not a valid Erev connecting all three of them. And now the Gemara says, Omle Ravacha, Braid Rav Avila Ravashi, he asks, the Rabbi Yehuda Kasha and the Rav Sheshas Kasha. I have a question both on Rav Yehuda and Rav Sheshas. The Rav Yehuda Kasha, the Amar, he said, The middle one had placed his Erev in the two outer Chatseris. So now we ask, Since the middle one had placed his Erev first in one of the outer ones, so now these two Chatseris, let's say number one and two, that's considered like one Chatser. And now that the middle one places it in the other outer Chatser, now he just did the Shlichos of this now new conglomeration of Chatser one and two. So now they're all technically linked together. What does it make a difference that the middle one placed two separate Erev in? First, he made an Erev with number one. He connected number one and two. And then he made an Erev with three. So now one, two, and three are all connected. And Ula Rav Kash, we have a question on Rav Sheshas. To have a Kachamisha Shishurim B'Chatser Achas, let's consider this case as five people that are in the same Chatser. And one person forgot and he didn't join in the Erev. The Asri he asers all of them from carrying with each other. So this is the same as that case. Because now that the outer ones are allowed to carry in the middle one, so now we have two separate groups of people that are allowed to carry in the middle Chatser, but those separate groups of people are not linked with each other. So that's just like a case of two separate groups of people that actually live in the same Chatser and they happen to be in a fight and they don't want to join in the same Erev together. So no one's allowed to carry in this Chatser. So why is it that these two outer Chatseris are allowed to carry within the Chatser? responded, It's not problematic for Rabbi Yehuda or for Rav Sheshas. Rabbi Yehuda like Kasha is not problematic for him. Since the middle one made an Erev with one of the outer ones, and the two outer ones did not join in with each other, they've revealed that they only want to join with some Chatseris and not with other ones. Therefore, it's not considered like one big Chatser. And Rav Sheshas like Kasha is not problematic for Rav Sheshas either. If they said that people that are within the same Chatser that made an Erev together, that's considered like they're living in the same space. That's a Kula. Do you think that they said that someone that makes an Erev Chatseris, that we're going to be Machmir on him and use that as a reason why they're not allowed to carry? Obviously, that's not the reason why the Chachamim enacted the concept of Erev Chatseris. Therefore, when you have the two outer ones making an Erev with the middle one, we're going to allow them to carry within the middle one. And we're not going to say that it's considered like two separate groups of people that are living in the same Chatser that happen not to be joining in an Erev together. We're still going to allow them to carry in this Chatser. We're going to pause here for the day and pick up right where we left off. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.